0: guys, welcome to our first episode of 2024. We are yet in another setting uh, here, more casual than the last one. Um, and we thought today we'd talk about breathing techniques because I think in all of our yoga episodes, we kind of mentioned breathing. Breathing is a big part of yoga. There's a lot of breathing techniques out there, uh, yoga and non-yoga-wise as well. Um, and I think it's really, really really important, right? To, to mention it kind of almost separate to the yoga poses and the yoga practice that we've talked about in one of our previous episodes.
1: It is, it is pretty important. It's one of the eight uh, limbs of yoga. It's also one of the most powerful ones because these breathing techniques act and impact the um, uh, nervous system um, in a more significant and impacting manner than other techniques in a more direct manner than other techniques so we have this very powerful tool at our uh, disposal for us to use right that's called pranayama um, as part of yoga generally some teachers you will notice that they do it at the beginning of the class others at the end of the class before shavasana i've noticed um but of course as you mentioned um, pranayama can definitely be practiced independently and not packed into an uh, together with an asana uh, session
0: as yeah well. yeah and also i've actually practiced it during the class Right? If you think of Kundalini for instance, right? Uh, even, yeah, yeah, maybe. But even like maybe I'd say Vinyasa, mm-hmm. you would be instructed to use Ujjayi breath throughout the practice actually. Yeah. So, and, and we'll get into that and in more details of what that is. But yeah, so it could be independently to your point or at the beginning or the end, or even during, depending on the technique though. Not all of them can be done once yeah. you're moving though. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the same goes for Ashtanga. You have that special kind of breath during the practice with its many benefits. But yeah, we'll get there.
0: (laughs) Let's maybe explain a little bit what um, Pranayama comes from. It comes from Prana, which is energy, right? Yeah, and uh, Yama, which means control. It's an ancient breathing technique coming from uh, yoga practices in India. So um, it involves really controlling your breath in different styles, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and different uh, lengths as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's become quite popular in the West as well right now, at least some of the ones that we're going to talk about, I think are the most common, let's say, and popular and mostly used, I'd say, in, in yoga practice in general.
1: Yes, and it's also something that it's best to be practiced under uh, strict surveillance or supervision, uh, especially at first when we are being taught the techniques. It's best if we learn them from an experienced teacher than from YouTube or, or whatever. Um, as with most yogic techniques, such as Kriyas, the purification techniques, and others, um, they're pretty esoteric, so we won't find all the details unless we are guided by an experienced teacher um another thing that i think should be mentioned here is that because it's so powerful and because it acts on the nervous system directly it can be really confusing we might confront ourselves we might notice um specific after effects or or side effects uh as to put it that might scare us a little bit especially if we're a beginner uh hence the supervision need as i mentioned before um also Ideally, we should practice it under, on, on a body that's as purified as possible, because if we are heavy smokers, if we eat a lot of meat and foods that are difficult to digest, or if we drink alcohol, um, it's always difficult to apply a purification technique, a breathing technique on a body that's heavy um, and a bit um, toxified so to put it. So the cleaner the body, the quicker uh, effect that pranayama technique will have. Um, yeah, so something to, to definitely have in mind.
0: When you mentioned smoking, and one of the health benefits uh, of pranayama is actually um, helping you cut cravings and actually helping you quit smoking, if that is something you you want to do, amongst other things. So... Um, so yeah, you need to, (laughs) you need to purify your body at the same time, you can kind of try them and, um, then you might be able to purify your body even more, right? (laughs) Because it will help you maybe quit smoking, maybe quit drinking, if that is something you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think other kind of main benefits that we wanted to mention here in terms of just overall pranayama. So this goes across pretty much any breathing technique um, would be mindfulness as well. Right. So all these breathing techniques really, um, help you focus more inward, I would say, right. Because you, you're paying attention to the breath, you're paying attention to that sound. It just naturally, you know, the brain can focus on a thousand things at the same time. So you are going to focus on that. So you are going to be Practicing mindfulness as well without even necessarily trying let's say too hard right Cause trying to meditate and stuff like that is usually Challenging yeah, but if you practice a specific technique, then that's your
1: anchor, right? That's your meditation. That's your focus.
0: Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> and on that it it helps really with stress and anxiety and emotional regulation in, in general It depends on the technique, but we'll get more into details then um, and just in cognitive function. I think it just helps improve cognitive function in general. Yes. So this is across all of them. And also, I'd say across all of them, it really helps just in terms of lung capacity, right? So being able to breathe fuller, deeper, um, yeah, just increase your lung capacity. And I think some of them um, are actually good for people that have, um, you know, uh, issues with with like lung capacity in general yeah, or asthma yeah exactly breathing issues so yeah with that um, we can maybe go into the first one which is Kapalabhati mm-hmm. or skull shining breath so that is a very I think enticing name there <laughs> yeah, it, um, makes you,
1: it makes you shine it's yeah, you
0: right uh, yeah of course <laughs> um, and that's because Kapala means call, and uh, Bhati means to shine, right? So that's where the literally name comes from, yeah. Um, and it's really good um, to, to help purify the body, as you were saying, but actually also tone the abdominal muscles, so we'll go into how you practice it, you'll understand a bit more what we mean by that. Um, but um, yeah, it's um it it does have one I would say caution there. It shouldn't be practiced by pregnant women. Yeah, yeah, obviously. It's all about
1: It's all in here, right?
0: It's all it's all in the in the gut, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um and there are also kind of contraindications for um individuals with high blood pressure or heart disease or anything that you know like gastric uh ulcer things that uh impact uh your stomach i guess Mm -hmm. um and also um any anything related to to stroke or recent um abdominal surgery which also makes sense again because it's, it's very much yeah, focused on breathing from your stomach, right? Yeah, and it's it's very
1: powerful. Obviously, you want to practice it on an empty stomach as well, so as not to interfere with the digestion process. So, so something to have in mind.
0: Yeah, and you want to exactly be... I think all the breathing techniques kind of should be practiced <clears throat> on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. And all of them you should be sitting in an upright position Comfortable upright position so it could be cross-legged or it could be I don't know uh, Maybe sitting on, on a chair with your spine straight right so you can um, So the flow you know can the, the breathing flow can Not be restricted because obviously when you're not when you're slouching It's not, it's not the, the same so uh, for Kapalavati um, the inhale is basically passive And the exhale is forced, right? So, and everything comes, as I said, from your stomach. So it actually helps you as you practice it. It really strengthens your stomach muscles. Um, And um, as a a sort of beginner, I think uh, a good practice is to start with around 20 repetitions, Mm -hmm. more or less, and then you can grow it and this is a sort of energizing breath right so very much so yeah so it is for that purpose um and as you guys will see we have like different styles so some are more calming some are more energizing this one is very much on yeah getting that high energy i'd say um it really heats you up so by the time you finish you feel that um inside heat really
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um so yeah so for the purpose of demonstration, <laughs> I'm going to try and, um, and show it uh, to you guys. So as I said, uh, sit up straight um, in a comfortable position with your spine straight. Um, and what you want to do beforehand is maybe take a, a couple of full deep breaths. So just you kind of center, center yourself. And then uh, the idea is, as I said, um, the exhale comes from your stomach and the inhale is, is kind of passive. So I shall demonstrate now. What you want to do as well, which you kind of maybe notice um, that I kind of move my shoulders a bit, you don't want to move your shoulders. So the whole sort of breathing needs to come completely from your uh, abdomen and nothing else, so uh, yeah, you have to kind of pay attention uh, to how your shoulders are, are acting, because a lot of times we, we do this, yeah, we breathe like the, this. The air
1: goes up in the um, upper side of our lungs, and we don't want
0: to do that for this specific technique. Exactly, yeah. So, you want to keep your shoulders relaxed, you want to keep your face relaxed, everything is relaxed except for your core, uh, which is where the the breathing happens from. So yeah, this is Kapalavati and there is a variation of this which is called Breath of Fire. Yeah, the Bastrika Pranayama. Yeah, which is pretty much Kapalavati but you have both inhale and exhale active uh, in this one. Yeah, it
1: it looks something like So on the exhalation, you forcefully push your abdominal muscles downwards towards the spine.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, you do that in um, Kapalavati as well. Mm-hmm. But as you've shown, your inhale now was way more uh, active as well versus Kapalavati. So yeah, this is also a very energizing breath. I mean, breath of fire, <laughs> if the name doesn't really <laughs> uh, say it all already um and of course same goes as we said empty stomach same straight position everything goes across the board um for all of them right um another i'd say would you say which i use uh energizing i'd say it's
1: it serves to in, in Ashtanga yoga we do it to heat up the body to build up heat from the inside so as the body so that the body is more flexible and more ready for practice. So for sure it's an energizing and heating technique. Also in Ashtanga yoga we do it we, we correlate it with the postures, the yoga asanas and at the end of the class you you, you will notice that you will feel not tired. If you manage to nail the breath, but if it was not in sync with your movements um then it's possible that you might have dispelled your energy in an improper manner um so yeah it it supports the practice but of course it can definitely be practiced independently
0: yeah and it's it's also called the victorious breath the oceanic breath yeah or the darth vader breath right because it is that sound um so how you practice this is you uh, breathe. So all all the breathing techniques so far were actually only through the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is the same. However, what you want to do in this one, you kind of want to constrict your throat as yeah, you are the breathing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Glottis, I think it's called. So in order to do that, um, I think the first step here is to actually learn how to constrict your throat um, whilst breathing. Right. So I think one one way to do this is kind of try with your mouth open to um to breathe through pursed lips and that kind of constricts your throat a bit right if you do this
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and you feel it a bit here but then what you want to do is do this same thing with your mouth closed i don't know if you have a better way to explain how how to yeah Uh, it's as if you were
1: wiping a mirror or a window pane and you do and then you you wipe it and you do the exact same thing but with your lips correct yeah
0: that's another good way to to explain it it sounds
1: like it sounds like the darth vader breath let me get closer to the mic it's like this not sure what the mic picks up but that would be the noise also it's not something that you want to do for the outside it's a very intimate internal practice so the noise that you should hear is for your ears only so there's no point in trying to exaggerate the noise just make sure you close the throat and it's as if you would be basically it's a you know a straw a drinking straw that's how big your throat needs to be so it's it's very little, and only through this very little hole, uh, you let the air in, so, and the exhalation is pretty much the same, you let the air enter through your nostrils, you close the throat, you make the throat smaller, then you push the air until the upper and medium size of your lungs, and you exhale in in the same manner with your lips closed, so there you go, the noise is there.
0: Yeah, and I think also on this one, to mention, um, outside of the fact that it does create heat as well. I would say this one is also helping you focus a lot more versus maybe the other two. Yeah, because because actually, it's this sound all the time you, to you keep to hearing it, it right? Yeah. So practicing yoga, I think, on this breath helps to focus better on the whole practice. Yeah, it. it uh,
1: the outcome is some sort of meditation in movement, which is what I actually call uh, Ashtanga Yoga. Because if you move, but you focus on your breath first and foremost you unify the breath and the attention and what you do with your body so it's it's the perfect union i would say also jai uh, helps bring cleaner air to your lungs mm-hmm. that's also a big benefit especially with the uh you know um, infections and flus and uh, all that viruses flying around during winter time or whenever
0: yeah. yeah it's
1: good to practice it don't practice it before you sleep though because it energizes you quite a lot. It so.
0: does. It, yeah, all of these ones that we've talked so far, mm. not a good idea to practice before sleep, actually. Yeah. Um, the next one, though, I'd say might be a good idea, Adi Shadana, That's more on mm. the relaxing side of things, right? To calm yourself. Also helps with mental clarity, but it's more calming. It's more um, reducing stress and anxiety and things like that um this this kind of technique is used for and this one is not something um you could do whilst flowing i think the only one so far actually you could do whilst flowing is UJE. all of the other ones that we've talked about would be um just the sitting position that you can practice them in it could be at the beginning or i don't think it could be at the end of the class i wouldn't say uh an energizing breath would close a yoga class. <laughs> so it can be sometimes at the beginning of the class or in the middle maybe, right? Mm. Or separately. Um, and Nadi Shodhana is the same, right? It could be at the end of the class, maybe because it calms you down. Uh, but again, not within a flow. Um, yeah, not within a yoga flow.
1: Yeah, it's Nadi uh, Shodhana, I see it as a balancing breath it brings this peace and this equanimity and it balances the plus and the minus it's bipolar right it touches upon the north and the south um, upon the light and the darkness the sun and the moon the ha and the ta because you know ha, ta, yoga,
0: sun and moon it's uh, it's alternate nostril reading mm-hmm. by the way so
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um, as its name says uh, because we have Nadi shodana, okay. uh, the Nadis are these tons uh, tons yeah tons thousands and thousands of um energetic canals pathways in the body and they're the ones that carry the prana according to the yogic tradition um and we have several more important ones or bigger ones i can think of three of them we have shushuna nadi uh, which is all along our spine we have ida and pingala nadi ida is the feminine yin softer moon-like, darkness-like um, Nadi, and Shushumna is the young, the strong, the male, uh, the sunny one, and what you want to do with this specific technique is you balance them. Ida and Pingala Ida starts from here and it ends up on the right testicle or the right ovary, in, uh, Pingala, from the right nostril up until the left ovary or the left testicle. So both of them are coiled um, around the spine and what we do with, with this breath is basically we balance these two very important energies um,
0: in our bodies yeah and I've practiced um, it but I never knew about all this so, <laughs> so I kind of my knowledge stuff that it is a calming breath yeah I'm doing it, it but I didn't know, so I'm I'm learning as we do yeah. this. Uh, that's very interesting. But it is alternate nostril breathing. So you in and in, inhale through your left nostril, right? You pause at the mm-hmm. top, and then you exhale through your right nostril, and then you inhale through your right nostril, right? You pause at the top, mm-hmm. and then you exhale through your left nostril, and that is this whole thing is one cycle, right, of breathing. Yeah.
1: We always start with the left nostril, and we always end with the uh, with the next heel on the left nostril. It looks it looks like this. If you think of your nose, it looks like this.
0: Yeah, and um, you can start with a couple of of rounds, maybe or a few rounds. See how you feel. Um, I don't know if there's a let's say suggestion in terms of timing or like rounds. I know you know. I usually do it um, as instructed by the yoga teacher, so I don't know how many rounds we go through.
1: Oh, it's either eight, it's it's twelve. It can be one hundred and eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> just just we we can just start with whatever we feel comfortable at first. Um, once we learn it and we internalize it and we have a good grasp on it, then we can go long as long as we we can go on as long as we uh, the body is available or.
0: Yeah, and I don't know of any um um kind of cautions on this one. So versus the first ones that were the energetic ones and the, the ones coming from your abdomen. I don't know of any I don't know if you do like, you know, if there's any specific like, you know, individual that shouldn't practice it. I don't know of that. So I think it's good for everyone, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I wouldn't advise people who have nervous system issues that are immediate or chronic to practice it, or um, if you have sinuses infections, if you have a cold, or something along those lines, it's something that prevents you to do it properly, so it kind of defeats the purpose. The air must be really circulating in your sinuses and nose and lungs for it to have effect, so yeah yeah so okay if it. you
0: if you have a stuffed nose it's not a <laughs> uh but i think also what we should mention maybe with all the practices that is that if you are a beginner you might get dizzy right it might be because you're not used to breathe so deeply so fully most likely yeah. i don't know i got dizzy initially or not dizzy as it, it may be dizzy uh, or tiring um so at the beginning when i was doing this let's see ujjayi during practice I would just not be able to hold it anymore uh, because it would be. I needed to breathe more, you know, shallow breaths (laughs) um, more often to be able to go through the flow. Um, And also, yeah, I think you get a. I got a bit dizzy as well at the beginning after after a while. Um, So I think you know, for beginners, keep this in mind. And if you do get dizzy, maybe just uh, you know take a minute, sit sit up straight, and it should go away. And then, of course, if you practice it, that will go away as well. yeah
1: circling back to what I said at the beginning uh, not only for beginners but you might get uh, dizzy also if you have a very body that's full of toxins mm. um, if you eat a lot of junk food or drink or a smoker and, and so on and so forth or alcohol drinker and so on and so forth um, it, that's one of the reasons it, it, it should be learned under supervision if you think of it it's very simple because we kind of deprive ourselves with the normal oxygen uh intake or we play with the co2 with the carbon dioxide and with the, with the oxygen um, rapport proportions right because we we manipulate it for a specific purpose these these two elements so yeah it's not your uh, average um, uh, it's not your normal breath so you until you get the hang of it you will probably be a little bit
0: confused you can but, get high on this yeah, yeah. guys. <laughs> But, but I think also on the exhale as well. Like you were saying that you know your our inhalations, let's say, aren't um, proper um, necessarily, right? But I think the exhalations as well. Like I noticed at the beginning as well that I couldn't hold. I couldn't exhale as much as the teacher. Exhale, oh yeah, right? you know, but like yeah. I just couldn't uh, do that. I would stop way before <laughs> they would. We by practicing
1: pranayama techniques, we also increase our lung capacity. Yeah. Um, so they say, true ancient yoga gurus were even able to stop their breath for minutes at a time um, and just not cease to exist, not die. Yeah. So, hold their breath? You mean? Yeah. It's yeah, a master ma- mastering it or uh, stay longer on the kumbaka. Kumbaka is the um, uh, retention peplin. Is when I inhale and I hold like this. No inhale, no exhale. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. and the rechaka is pe vid I have exhaled. And I hold not inhaling, not exhaling. Mm. Yeah, so you, you play with this. And also it's the same for Nadi Shodana because we didn't get to demonstrate it. We mm-hmm. use yeah. we we use um, Shiva Mudra for this, index finger and third finger in between the eyebrows we cover the right nostril with our thumb. we cover the left nostril with our uh, ring finger. So basically I cover my right and my left one is now free and I inhale. I cover my left one and I release my right one and I exhale. Inhale on the right. Close the right. Inhale on the left, and that's how it looks.
0: Yeah. Um, and actually, because you were saying about the yoga gurus that can hold their breath for, do you know any? Minutes? No, <laughs> but I was gonna say they would be great divers. <laughs> <laughs> Free divers, right? wouldn't they? Or free divers could benefit from yoga (laughs) breathing techniques. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) uh,
1: This is no joke. Amongst other things. (laughs) Uh, In fact, uh, for sure, you might have have heard uh, you guys might have heard that specific uh, professional categories practice uh, breathing techniques, right? Like the box breathing. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, box breathing is something we wanted to touch upon a bit, which is, Box breathing is not really, let's say, yeah, it's Mm. not a yoga breathing technique, Mm. but it is a breathing technique uh, that is uh, quite um, popular and practiced, especially by um, Navy SEALs or police officers or people that are in very stressful situations, uh, because it helps you to quickly um, relieve that stress, right, and manage the situation and gain control. So it's very powerful. It's very easy to do um so yeah it's very popular from that perspective and it's called box breathing or four square breathing because basically it's all based on four seconds (laughs) in a square right so you inhale for four seconds counting slowly you hold then at the top for four seconds counting slowly you exhale for four seconds counting slowly and then you hold again for four seconds, right? And then this is one round. And then you do this um, a few rounds and, until you kind of almost feel like calming down. So it's a very easy, straightforward, you can do it. Well, all of them, you can kind of do, do them everywhere. But um, yeah, just, just when you feel like you're very stressed, I think this helps um, Yeah, quite quickly. And if you want to be a navy seal, you can. <laughs> they have you it. it the, they, they have
1: it at the exam.
0: Well, I, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's very it's very calming indeed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think maybe you had some more like calming practice techniques. <laughs> yeah, I had one. And uh, in, in case you couldn't tell by now,
1: and most of uh, these techniques not not only do they feel weird, but they also look weird. Luckily, we, as yoga is an intimate, uh, private practice, uh, we don't care or we don't mind that, right? We only mind the effects. Ah, oh, yeah, you, effects.
0: you should really care about the benefits and what it brings to you, right? And um, otherwise, it can just it can be just a fun thing to do anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention one particular type of breath that I really like. Of course, I can't really practice it at work unless I close myself into a meeting room or something because it looks weird. Um, We cover the ears and the eyes, um, and we just do um, the noise that a bee does. It's called Brahmari Pranayama, the hummingbird breath. Or if you wanted to make it simpler, it's it's just like this, but it's not enough because you want to have the have the ears covered completely, right? So it's. And you release the M sound on the on the exhale. It goes like this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about the outside, but on the inside, it's like a bee humming in the skull. They have a lot of bass, uh, bass uh, noses in the skull. So it's really soothing and calming. So if you have a super important exam or a work meeting where during which you know you will be massacred then that's the breath you want to try
0: <laughs> and do you have like a again like how many rounds or i don't know is there like a minimum or... no i i just do five rounds i think or something
1: until i i feel my pulse has lowered um and my anxiety has lowered a bit it's like releasing all of the uh the anxiety and the nerves mm-hmm. that that are inside and soothing myself um that's why I use it for it's fun
0: yeah yeah i've, I've... it works for me might not for everyone but but it's <laughs> yeah there. but but it's something to try and I yeah. actually haven't tried it myself I know of it I've read about it mm-hmm. but I've never had the so it's never been let's say taught in a practice that i attended mm-hmm. and I haven't done it by myself um either but yeah it it looks funny if you ask me, (laughs) Though. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, Apart from the fact that it looks funny, another reason why we don't necessarily want to do pranayama techniques in public is that generally, if you live in a big city, um, the air is extremely vile and polluted, right, in the traffic. For sure, you don't want to do it... um, in a subway or in the tramway or in the train or in the plane absolutely not it's a recirculation of the air in the plane what you want to do is play with clean air as much as possible right if you go to the mountains and you're all alone in nature then yeah that's the place to be but otherwise
0: um yeah I, I get that but I would say especially for the calming techniques maybe the box breathing I say just do it you know if, if you're stressed just do it Whatever you are <laughs> to help that, right? Because I think if you are in that situation, I'd say, yeah, it's important that, you know, you, you don't breathe in too much pollution, but if you're living in the city and you're stressed, like that's gonna help you, you know, yeah. more maybe yeah. than whatever else, you just do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and again, it depends on what possibilities you are, right? Some of us just live in the city all the time and like yeah. it's hard what to could get, you do, Right? yeah, to get somewhere you know, up in the mountains. It's great if you could, but you know. <laughs> ideal. Uh, Ideally, we would ideal all safety. move there <laughs> and have better uh, breathing air, but yeah. Um, or in the forest. Or in the forest. <laughs> Amazing air quality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somewhere outside of uh, society. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That's where you want to practice panorama, guys. But if you don't have that opportunity, just.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had several more uh, yeah. since we are on the very weird looking ones. Um, some people call it a kriya others call it a pranayama other, others call it a yoga pose what
0: is a kriya? For
1: the oh, a, a kriya is a purification technique um, it's something that you it, it depends it's when you combine certain bodily movements uh, and certain types of breath hmm. this one is called uh, simhasana uh, simha means lion it's the lion's breath oh i
0: know the lines excellent how weird is that huh um it is a bit i'll I'll give you that yeah um but yeah it's quite a practice let's say or i i practiced it during um vinyasa and just yoga practice in general so yeah
1: yeah so the way i was taught is that it's it's a special type of um, pose pose that you do it into and then you extend the tongue out
0: and you forcefully you exhale, exhale uh, yeah. with your tongue out yeah. and i was also taught that whilst you do that you kind of look up
1: yeah it's in between your eyebrows
0: yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a funny <laughs> funny technique but yeah to your point so there's this um what would you call it maybe on all, um i don't know on all fours but your your hands actually it's not on all fours because i think your legs no. are your i maybe we can Yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah. But I don't know. So you're basically sitting on your knees uh, with your knees close together, and then your Mm -hmm. hands are not facing you, but facing your knees. Yeah, the eyes
1: of the elbows are not looking at each other, but extended. Yeah. And the the fingers are towards you. Yes,
0: But then um, I've also, like, I've been, you know, some practices um, we would do it in down dog or, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, whatever yeah. you find yourself. Yeah. But this it's good. Cool. It's very, very releasing, right? It releases yes. all. All there is to be released. So it's kind of almost releasing the heat, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So let's say you you are in a vinyasa flow, which we know is more dynamic. You get more heated. Yeah. And at some point it's like, okay, let's do one or two lion breaths so we can just kind of release that heat a bit, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's, um, I think, good for yeah usually. it's
1: very interesting and since we're talking about the heat I can maybe talk about the two last ones that I wanted to mention that are pretty cool and you can see them immediately working the minutes you do them you will feel the effects um, both of them have similar in effects when you are very uh, hot mm-hmm. when it's very hot outside uh, when you're very hungry or very thirsty you will find these two type of uh, breathing techniques you will find them to your body and quench your thirst Um, the first one is shitali Um, Mm -hmm. you make a u-shape with your tongue and you basically inhale through your um, mouth these two are two of the very few pranayama techniques during which we inhale through the mouth and it's basically you sip it's like Immediately feel coolness.
0: Yeah, I haven't practiced
1: that. That's Shitali either. and Shitkari is the same thing inhaling through the mouth, but the tip of your tongue rests on your lower teeth. So it's like again immediate cooling effect.
0: So both of these are for cooling. Is there like a difference between them?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about the difference. I usually practice the second one because the first one is a bit difficult for me to find, you know, to find the right shape ah, of the tongue. Okay. It, yeah. It's not all of us can do that. Yeah. And not, not Maybe not all of us can. I, I for sure it, it's a bit difficult for me to, I mean, for demonstration it was okay, but not to
0: maintain yeah, it yeah. for several yeah, breaths. Okay. So, okay. I
1: just, yeah. And it's... Yeah.
0: All right, And do you have a favorite one? Of course, they're different, right? One is for calm, quite a few of them are for calming, quite a few of them are for energizing, uh, stress, things, relieving stress, things like that. But if you were to pick, I guess, from all of the ones we talked so far, do you have a a favorite one? Yeah, again, it depends on your situation or your state, Mm -hmm. but in general
1: um i like ujjayi
0: i sometimes find
1: myself practicing it outside of an ashtanga yoga class Mm -hmm. i'm just so used to it i it's comfortable for me and i like it and i also like the complete yogic breath uh we haven't mentioned it here it's the segmented one where you fill the tip of your tongue with air and then you push it in the median part of your lungs and then you expand your belly, filling it up with air as if it's a balloon. And then slowly exhale in the same manner. Belly, lungs, tip of the lungs, nose. So it's very de-stressing for me, calming. So when I meditate, I try to do that. Or I simply do that and mind it, not think about anything else. Not.
0: Yeah, because when you do it, you have to focus on that. Okay, where am I breathing, so to speak? Is it that am I great, yeah. yeah expanding here am I expanding my abdomen am I expanding in my back so to speak in my lungs where am, so you have to kind of pay attention mm-hmm. to what you're doing um, so I think then it helps you focus and meditate right yeah
1: so there the, there we are talking about panorama.
0: yeah what a yeah. wonderful
1: thing to try
0: and a yeah. powerful thing to try yeah and for me just to um, close this I guess for me I I like Ujjayi a lot. I like uh, Kapalabhati a lot as well. So I'd say these are my two favorites. They're obviously different um, a bit. They're a bit different. Um, yeah, and depends on the mood. But I- I'd say I always co- go for a Kapalabhati <laughs> for whatever. The go-to breath. The go-to breath. breath. Yeah, which you can't really do. I don't know if you could do it. You could do it in public, actually. Yeah, they that wouldn't be such a big deal. Ujjayi, you could easily doing in public, Kapalabhati, I think it's fine to do in public, yeah. uh, Bastrika as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not non-lion breath, I mean, you could as well, but <laughs> yeah, it depends, um, it depends on how you want to be, if you care how you're perceived, I guess, <laughs> more or less, um, yeah, I think that's it for our episode on breathing techniques. Obviously, if you guys have any questions for us on any of these or any other breathing technique that we didn't talk about, yeah, uh, we're happy to answer. Uh, If you practiced any of these, let us know how you feel (laughs) Uh, practicing them, if they helped you in any way. Um, If we got you to practice any of these, let us know as well. Um, And yeah, I guess this is us for today. Yes, we'll see you in our next episode. Until next time. Bye, guys.